It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Listen, if you're interested in passive real estate investing, but aren't sure how or where to get started, our passive investing guide walks you through the entire process from understanding the benefits to performing the due diligence. Download your copy today at twosmartassets.com and start taking action. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nichols, and today our guest is Eileen Prack. Eileen is a real estate investor and the co-founder of Bonavest Capital. Her focus is, is on investing in multifamily syndications, is it on the path to creating time freedom for her family and two young children. Eileen is also the co-host of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast, which I highly recommend everybody go check out right after this episode. So go check that out for sure. Eileen, you know, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Danny. I'm really excited. Super excited. Been excited for this for a few weeks now. Uh, very, very glad to have you on the show. Um, you know, so we briefly touched on your background there in the in the intro, but to, to kick this thing off, I want to make sure our listeners know more about Eileen. So please share with us a little bit more about your background, how you got into real estate and really the events that led you up to where you are today. Sure. Yeah. So I come from a family who, um, you know, they've immigrated into the United States. They basically came here with um, no connections, no fam or no connections, really no understanding of the English language. So they really had to build themselves up from the ground up. And so growing up, you know, they really instilled in us um, the power and then the the importance of getting a strong education and a solid background um, and a foundation for yourself. Because really, if anything happens, you know, your education is something that can't be taken away from you. And so you can build up anything no matter what, if you have a good solid foundation for yourself. So basically, um, you know, I did the traditional path. I went to go, I went to school, got good grades, um, went on to get my MBA, got a good solid job. And, you know, I was set <laughs> in a sense, you know, in their eyes in um, traditional you know, I created a good solid foundation for myself. And um, it wasn't until later on when I became a mom myself that I really wanted to find different ways to create passive income and to actually create more time freedom for ourselves. Um, you know, as you're working a regular W-2 job, you don't really, you, you kind of think that that's just the only way to go. You don't really, you aren't really familiar with other ways to create other streams of income. But when I was introduced to the concept of where you're, you can have your money work for you instead of you working for your money, it was like a mind change for us. And we were looking for other opportunities to create this passive income for ourselves so we can get that time back for ourselves and be able to, to share it with our family. Um, and it didn't really hit home until I think when my son was first born. And I remember going to work, me and my husband, we work really far away from work. Um, we live in California. The commute is always a long commute. 
And so I would have to van pool with my coworkers um, just because, you know, to save, to be a little bit more efficient and to save some time um, and get some rest in between like the commute drives <laughs> and everything like that. And I just remember there's this one time after we had taken our maternity leave and, you know, spending all that time with our son for the three months at home and, you know, really appreciating that time that we had with him. And then when I had to go back to work, um, we had to make a decision to actually put him into daycare and really trusting somebody else to take care of him. Him. And it wasn't until a couple, like maybe two months later, when I got a phone call from the daycare and they say, Hey, your son is sick. Can you come pick him up right now? And so I remember at that time, I was like, well, I don't have a car to go get him. My, my husband is about an hour and a half away drive. And so how are we going to be there for him? Like right away when he needs it. And it was just like, you know, especially being a first time parent, you know, you're just so worried and you want to do the best you can for your kid. And at that moment, you almost feel like a failure because you can't get to him as as quickly as possible as you would like to get there. And so that was really when like the light bulb clicked off and I was like, there has to be a better way. So we did our research, you know, we always knew real estate was a great place to start off um, and to create, um, you know, to invest and create wealth for yourself. But we didn't really actively, actively, actively pursue it. Like, full out. Um, you know, we, we, we bought our single family homes and everything that we had been looking to do like some type of house hacking, but just never worked out. But at that moment I was like, okay, we really have to focus on this. And so we, we, that's what we did. We really looked into different ways to do it. And what we did was we started off as single family, um, investing. So we found, um, you know, like a turnkey properties outside of the, outside of California. We thought that that was a passive income for ourselves. And, you know, it was a great opportunity. We did a couple of, um, single family, before we actually came across multifamily syndications. And when we learned about multifamily syndications and the true meaning of passive income, that was an even bigger game changer because it's like, yes, this is what we've been looking for. Because with the single family, it's really great. You're able to create really great wealth, cash flow, um, if you're buying the correct types of property. But what we're finding also is like, you know, you still need to manage your property managers. You still need to do some hands-on work. But with syndications, we realized that really this is just mailbox money. I just invest with another operator and then to sit back and then basically just wait for the checks to come in. I do my due diligence up front to making sure I'm investing in good, solid deals with honest um, responsible people that I trust and then, you know, continue to build up the wealth from there. And that's really how we got started with, um, syndications and passive investing. You know, that's an amazing story and being able to juggle all of those things you're doing, you know, working, you're being a parent, you're raising a family, and then you're trying to do real estate investing, you know, with a single family. And like you said, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, investing in single family rental properties, you might think it's passive, even if you have a property manager, but it's not. I mean, there's still there's still things you have to do, right? And so, you know, juggling all these things and then now you're, you know, moving to passive investing and, you know, we'll get into later being a syndicator. I think it's amazing. I think that that takes a lot of dedication, a lot of work. And uh, so I want to say congratulations on that. I think I think it's absolutely amazing. So, you know, you talked about those first single family, single family properties, and I kind of want to dive into that a little bit. Um, you know, obviously you found out that it wasn't quite as passive as you thought as you initially thought maybe, or that you wanted it to be really. Um, were there any other lessons that you learned from those early investments that you were able to apply to maybe even your active syndication uh, and 
business that you have going on now? Yes. So when we did the calculations also, you know, everybody's looking to be financially independent, a certain number, right? And so when you do the math for it, we were calculating in our heads, well, back into the numbers of what we're looking for in terms of cash flow and how much do we need to create for ourselves um, and how many properties do we need to own in order to meet that number? We were looking to acquire quite a number of um, assets and we're trying to figure out like, okay, what's the game plan? How do we do this? You know, and we're looking at it and it would take us a little bit longer than what we would hope for essentially. And so when we found syndications, we're like, oh, this seems like a way that we could speed it up a little bit more and have less to do on our end and be able to create more times without having to manage other managers um, and then really have that true passive income. And so from there, you know, we took everything that we learned in terms of like doing our due diligence on the properties, um, learning about the different markets, I think really helped us a lot when we're looking at syndications as well. It's very similar when you're looking at um, single families. Uh, So that gives us a really good background on, you know, getting exposed to real estate syndications itself is it's a very similar concept. You just doing more bigger doors. Yeah. And I love to hear that being able to transfer some of the skills you've learned doing, you know, the initials and the initial investments and moving into what you're doing today, which is on a much larger scale, but it it, it can be similar in ways. Right. So I love that you were able to transfer that. That's that's awesome. And so I do want to talk about your ability to juggle all this, right. I mean, you've, you've gone from, from, you know, working W2, raising a family, which you're still doing obviously. And then, uh, um, you know, going from, working under single family to investing passively and now being an active investor again, right? You're doing all of these things. How list, I mean, I got a W2 job and you know, I'm working on investments and passive investing myself, but I'm not raising a family. I'm not doing all, some of these other things. How are you able to accomplish all this? It's not easy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And we've just been very lucky at the same time because we have a lot of support around us. And we wouldn't have been able to do any of this, you know, if we don't have the support with our families and everything like that, helping us along the way sure. um, and being very supportive with that. Um, and so you really do need to have a really strong network around you to be able to manage your time, getting the help where you need, but at the same time, not forgetting about why you're doing what you're doing, which is really our families. And so, you know, we want to focus on building up our investment side. We want to build, we want to get to that freedom and the financial independence that we're all looking for so we can get our time. But at the same time, you don't want to forget your family. You don't want to forget spending time with them as well. And so, you know, we really had to be focused and very diligent about where we're spending our time. Like during the daytimes, you really have to just focus on the tasks at hand so that later on during the, during the evenings, when you have your kids or like on the weekends and stuff like that, making sure that, you know, you really focus on them and putting your mind on the specific task at hand or whatever you're doing and that your mind isn't straying like other places. So you're always like in it and you're being present with whatever you're doing. That has been really helpful for us. You know, I'm so glad that you said that. And I think it's so hard for a lot of people these days because, you know, there's so many things that distract you and take you away from whatever you're doing. But the idea of being present, right, that's that's huge. And a lot of people that that doesn't happen. Right. I know it ha- I'm guilty of not being present a lot of the time. Right. It, it happens to me for sure. So I love that you pointed that out. And just being able to focus on priorities and then being present in the moment is absolutely critical. And, you know, I, I love hearing that for sure. So I do want to talk about more about investing here. So you know, when you first decided to get into, you know, passive investing, was a plan to always, uh, you know, passive investing in syndications, right? So was the plan to always to invest passively and then move to the active side? Or was the initial plan just to just to invest passively for now? 
Yeah. So when we first got started, we're like passive investing. Let's just do this all the way. We can just save up and we continue to build it up. And as, you know, um, as other, as our projects like exit, we can continue to invest and just build that side up with it. But what we found as we've been doing more and more of this and network with people is that we really like the space a lot. And we're getting a lot of questions about, you know, what we're doing and, you know, people trying to figure out like, how do we, how do they get into this type of um, assets as well and stuff like that. So sharing what we're doing with them, it started opening up our eyes a little bit saying that like, Hey, you know, if we're able to do it, we can also share with other people, you know, and introducing it to them as well. And so it just organically became much more of a passion project for us, where we decided that we really like syndications and that we're able to apply our skill sets from what we've learned in our W2 and our backgrounds into syndications as ourselves so that we can provide these similar types of opportunities that we were able to get to other people as well. And so it's just organically evolved over time. It wasn't necessarily the case. But for us, I think that because we started off as passive investors, we come from a place where, you know, we really put the investor mindset first. And we're trying to make sure that like from, you know, whatever deals that we participate in that we present to other people as well, that we always look at it as if it's something that we would personally invest ourselves first. Um, Because I mean, the most important thing I think for investors is the capital preservation parts of things. And so we're always wanting to make sure that, you know, we're looking, looking at it from our points of view as passive investors and seeing if it's something that we really love um, before we move forward with it. I love that you said that because that is so important, right? Because investors are pretty much everything, right? Obviously the deal is very important, but you got to have your investors, right? And so I kind of want to dive into that a little bit more. So, you know, most of us who are familiar with the, the benefits of passive investing in real estate syndications, you know, whether that be cash flow, tax benefits, or just the passive nature of the investment in general, right? But I, I think it's important to realize that you can learn a lot about the process uh, and, and, you know, points of view of the active side from being a passive investor, right? Just kind of like what you're saying. And so I know it's, it's helped me a lot in the process, right? Just being a passive investor, seeing the process and all that things. And so you said you kind of had a similar experience with just kind of having that eyes, that, that viewpoint, uh, when you made it to the active side, but what are some of the other takeaways you had as a passive investor that helped you understand more about the active side? Yeah, it really showed us what was involved in being an active, like going over to the active side, you know, what kind of communications we liked from our, um, the, our sponsors that we had invested with and what are some of the qualities and traits that we value. And if those aligned with us, you know, and being able to lead with our values as well. Um, so a lot of that kind of has transferred over because, you know, we really, you know, we really regard our sponsors and the people that we've invested with in the highest regards and we really trust them as well. And so like the people we're working with as well, we're hoping to at least, you know, portray the same type of, you know, feeling and the same types of like um, values that we have as well. And then really making sure that, you know, that both sides are really aligned. And so learning about that from a passive investor side has been a great like benefit for us. Um, and especially the communication parts of it, you know, you really want to work with, you really want to work with sponsors who are open and have a lot of transparency and, you know, we'll make the time for you, you know, to answer any questions that you have. And we've just been lucky in that fact that, you know, all the people we've talked to have been so open and wanting to share what they're learning with us as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you're spot on with the with the 
piece about the communication. I know one of the things that I learned from other people when I first started investing passively in, in syndications was, hey, get an example of their communication. You know, maybe it's a monthly or a quarterly and just check that out, see what it looks like, see if it's something that you'd be okay with receiving, you know, on a monthly or quarterly basis. And like you said, are you able to ask questions and stuff like that? And, you know, I think it's one of those things you got to know who you are as an investor. And if it's going to be a problem, their communication style or whatever, if that's going to be a problem for you, you should know that upfront before you make an investment. Cause you know, once you're in, you're, you're pretty much in. So uh, I think it's, that's, it's very important. So, you know, so you've done the passive thing, you've learned a lot from that. And then you moved into, into, into the active side. And we know as passive investors that really most of the work is done you know, doing the due diligence on the sponsor, right? And that's all up front. And then after you make that connection and you decide to invest, it's like you said, it's mailbox money. It's completely mm-hmm. passive. You don't do anything, right? So that is, while there's there's some things you can learn from there, there are things when you move into the active side that are completely different, right? And so there's things, actions and steps you need to take. So I'm curious, can you talk a little bit about that, those early days of becoming an active side? What are some of the first steps you took and, and what did that look like just in that transition? Yeah, well, first of all, Going from passive to active is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if if they say that if somebody tells you that it's you know it's very easy being an active sponsor, it's it's really not. There's so much that goes into there, and there's so much so many moving pieces, and so that's why they say you know this is a team sport because there's so many things that's going on. So you really want to build a strong team around you so that you're not missing or you're not dropping any balls. You're able to leverage other people's strengths, um, and so one of the best things that we did also before we started to get into the active space was we invested in ourselves first. So we wanted to make sure that. You know, when we got into the active side of things, we had our solid foundation that goes back to what our parents taught us, right? Get a good education, make sure you have a solid foundation. So what we did was we um, out, we reached out to different coaches, um, trying to make sure that, you know, we got the best that there was out there who was going to be identified with what we were trying to do. And so we got the coaching, you know, and we learned, we read books, we listened to a ton of podcasts, um, you know, just like this one here, where you're just trying to absorb as much information as you're as possible so that you you have really built up that really strong foundation. And so from there, what we did was we really networked around us as well. And we started building it up. And then we also, you know, started our podcast. And that was when it really started building up even more because we were building up a really strong network around ourselves. We we're building up a community um, and really interacting with these really great people who have so much knowledge that they're wanting to share with us. And in a sense, I would say we were getting we were like getting our masters in like real estate and but at the same time it's so much fun to learn and to also network with other people that it has just been such a enjoyable journey so far, like doing that transition. And I mean, we still passively invest ourselves also. And so we're still looking essentially at the end, you know, to create that time freedom for ourselves. Um, You know, we're just building it up. You know, there's many different ways to get to that path. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And you make a lot of great points. And I definitely want to dive into the podcast here in a little bit. But first, I want to, you know, bring a point that you said was, you know, a lot of people were there to help, you know, building the network. What I found, you know, just being in the space is that everybody's so giving, right? Everybody's so generous and nice. You can reach out and ask questions for the most part. And it's no problem. It's like everybody wants to help everybody. So I think it's, I think it's amazing. So I, I want to talk about some of the experiences you've had uh, on the active side. So you guys are focusing on multifamily. Um, and we talked a little bit uh, before the show about that. But uh, can you talk about uh, some of your experiences kind of, you know, being in the space, you know, you're finding deals, you're looking for investors. What's been the hardest part of that journey? for you so far? 
I think all of it really. And, and it's really, I think, I think the hardest part though, was getting over that mindset because, mm-hmm. you know, when you are first starting off, you have this really big mindset block saying that like, well, these are large apartment buildings. Um, can I really get into this space? Am I, am I somebody that people can trust? You know, like, am I going to be, you know, really good stewards of people's capitals? Am I going to be able to um, manage this proper property? Well, you know, can I, can I execute on this business plan? All of these, all of these questions come into mind, you know, as you're trying to get into this space and you're building up your education space, because you really, it's, it's, you want to do well for everybody around you, because in this space, you know, reputation is everything. You want to make sure that you have the highest reputation, you know, as possible, because one little mistake, you know, depending on how you react and how you, how you handle the situation. I mean, word gets around, you know, so you want to make sure you hold yourself up to the highest standard as possible. And so it's getting past that mindset shift and realizing, Hey, you know, I don't have to be the best at everything, but I need to build up the best team I can so that I have the best people surrounding me. And so that's what we really did. was really trying to build up like strong connections with other people in the space with really strong, like, um, backgrounds with strong, um, experiences and stuff like that. So we can leverage off of theirs because at the same time, we don't have that super, super strong background as some of these other people's, but we know our values and how we can lead with those. So we're just really looking to build a really strong team of experts around us as well. So we can leverage, you know, everybody's experience to provide the best opportunities for those around us. Yeah. I think that's, that's absolutely critical right there. Cause you know, just like you're saying, you're kind of, you're going to come into this and you're going to think, Oh my gosh, there's so much to do. And there's all these things. I want to be great at all of them. But the truth is that's not necessary. Right. And in fact, you probably shouldn't be, cause it's going to be, that's just a lot of work and, you know, putting everything on yourself is basically impossible. So I think that's absolutely critical. Just like you said, you got to build the team, you got to build the right team. So you know, instead of focusing on every little thing, like, oh, I need to be a great underwriter, or a great property manager, or a great, you know, investor relations person or whatever, you know, pick what you're good at and then basically leverage out the rest, right? Go find a team who can support you to grow that business, who you align with, right? So I think that's, that's amazing. So I, I do want to talk about something here, Eileen, you know, you've, you've, you've done a lot, right? And you, you've come along pretty quickly, but you know, you're, you're raising a family, working a job, you're a past investor, you're an active syndicator, and then you go and start, a five day a week podcast. What's that? I mean, there's just stacking things on. So tell, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the podcast and you know, what, what's that about? Yeah. So one of the things, one of the best resources that we utilized when we were building up our, you know, education base and our foundation was listening to podcasts. And we related to a lot of people like, um, you know, the different guests that we had and everything like that. So for us, we thought that it was such a great platform to, learn from. So we thought, Hey, what's a great way to share with other people as well. We're having conversations with other people. So why is might as well like, you know, record it and start our own podcast. And that, that kind of took a big step too, because, you know, in the beginning we were very, I would say we're very introverted people. (laughs) Uh, We never really did social media. We never really put ourselves out there. So it was a big step to like, you know, really put yourselves on the podcast, interview other people. But I would say that that was the biggest single best thing that we've ever did in terms of meeting other people, connecting with other people, and just overall personal development. It has been such a big blessing for us that like, if I were to go back, I would do it all over again. 
I love to hear that, you know, and I have a similar experience with the podcast. It's, you know, before, before this, like you were saying, I was barely on social media and now, you know, we're posting every day for the podcast and me reaching out to people normally like this is, it's not normal. This is not past Danny, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this, <laughs> this, this is new. So I absolutely agree with you. And, but you know, we're just doing a weekly show and you guys are doing five shows per week. Right. So how do you, how do you go from doing all what you're doing to managing, you know, that type of show? I mean, it's a lot of work, right? Yeah, it is. And it goes back to being really particular about where you're spending your time. And so what I found one of, you know, there's some other people also who a couple of other people who've done like, uh, daily podcasts as well. And they've been very successful. And so, you know, we look at it and, you know, people always say success leaves clues. So how did they do it? They were doing very similar things too. They had families, they did W2 jobs, they were starting their business, you know, they're building up their real estate. I mean, it's a lot. And so what were they doing? And so it was just being really intentional about where we were spending our time and really pushing yourself. And, you know, of course, recognizing your limit at the same time. We, we really wanted to do the seven day a week podcast, but we recognize that like, Hey, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do the five, let's do the five day a week. So it's understanding your own limitations as well. Sure. Right. Um, and then what really helped us was when we decided to batch record and mm. just focus on, you know, one day a week or one day, um, yeah, one day a week or something like that. And so like, you know, I get, Every other Friday is off of work. So I would batch record my interviews. So I would be doing like eight to 10 interviews all in one day, back to back to back, making sure I had enough podcast interviews to cover for the next two weeks, you know, or Mm -hmm. something like that. So it's just really looking at the times that you have available. And instead of, you know, wasting those times being just really focused on what you want to achieve and then just applying yourself and utilizing the time to the best of your ability. Absolutely. You're, that is absolutely right. And I think, you know, being able to focus kind of like what you're saying, being able to spend the time correctly, right. And, and utilize what you have and just do that. Then, like you said, like I said earlier, be present, right. Do what you're doing right then. I think that's critical. So, you know, there are a lot of people who, who kind of think the idea they want to start a podcast, right. And maybe this is something you want to do for real estate. Maybe it's something else or whatever, but um, you know, it takes a lot of work. Like you're saying, it, it does take a lot of work, but for somebody who's looking to actually like grow their podcast, right. They want to really like grow their audience, connect with an audience. And, you know, they want to see the downloads and do all this stuff. Do you have any tips for those type of people who are looking to really just grow their podcast in general? I think it's really just organically and just, you know, spreading the words, having the people, you know, your guests, your people who are already listening to it help spread the word. And that's how we've been able to build it out is just organically and just, you know, continue to post it and being very intentional about how you're posting things and like just sharing with as many people as you can and just talking about it all the time. And, um, you know, just having your network also help share it. That Mm -hmm. has been the biggest growth. I, you know, I think that's absolutely spot on having that network, being able to share with people, like-minded people, right. That really helps grow it. And then other people started listening, but I think also, even just from listening to your show, another thing that's super important is being authentic, right. Being yourself. And, you know, that's going to help you connect with people who, who want to listen to you, who want to hear what you have to say. Right. And they're going to be on your team. Right. And so I think yeah. that's, that's also another thing is just being authentic. So, uh, but yeah. by the way, I love what you guys are doing on your podcast. It's amazing. Uh, keep, keep going. I think it's, I think it's awesome. So uh, thank you. And actually really Really quick to your point right there, you know, about growing your listenerships, not everybody is going to resonate with you as a podcast host. And so you're building out your network to really the people who really resonate with you. And so, I mean, those are the types of people that you will be attracting to your podcast as well. 
and that's important, right? Because you're not really trying to uh, attract the wrong crowd. You're trying to attract your people, right? So I think that's, yep. you're absolutely right. I love that. I, mean, I love that. You know, Eileen, this has been a great conversation. And uh, before we get out of here, we're going to take some time and shine the spotlight on you. So tell us, listeners a little bit more about Bonavest Capital. I think you have a checklist uh, maybe that you want to share and anything else, your podcast, just anything. What do you got sure. going on? Thanks so much for that. So yeah. um, they can go, if people are interested about learning passive investing as well into different syndications, uh, we have a uh, pass, uh, passive investor due diligence checklist um, on our website that they can just go ahead and it's a free download. Um, they can just visit www.bonifacecapital.com forward slash checklist. And that one just goes through a couple of different items that, you know, as we as uh, passive investors look for that we typically use when we're evaluating other deals as well. Um, and then go ahead and check out our podcast too. It's called How Did They Do It Real Estate? And, um, you know, for anybody who wants to just email or chat about real estate or anything at all, um, I'm happy to connect. Um, you can email me at Eileen at bonavistcapital.com. And that's Eileen with an A. So A I L E E N at bonavistcapital.com. I love it. I love it. We're going to make sure to put all that stuff in the show notes. And I highly recommend all of the listeners go check out Eileen's uh, website. It's stacked. They got a lot of good stuff on there. And then do not miss out on that podcast. It is absolute fire. Go check that out. It's a lot of good stuff on there. Eileen, it's been great talking to you today, learning more about your story. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, Danny. This is really fun. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.